Welcome everyone to another episode of Drunk Agile. We have Pratik Singh staring at us kind of weirdly in, in the camera there. Uh, we have Nisha, who is magically still in her same place. Hey, Nisha. Hi, sweetie. And, uh, you know, uh, oddly again, it's, it's one of those one of those weird coincidences where we're wearing the same thing from as, we as, planned last, this. as last yeah, episode. We planned this. Um, if you want to see what we're drinking, you can... You can watch the last episode. I'm I'm actually out, which means that this episode will be really good. Uh, should we do the same thing where I introduce it and then you kick us off? Is that okay? Can we do sure, that? let's do it. All Why right. not? You can see how we planned this. We, we, <laughs> we, we, we did our sprint planning just before this. We we did plan harder. Arbitrary. <laughs> um, we can, we we left off last week or last time talking about how. Uh, most people think that time boxes help you manage complexity and help you manage risk. But really, we our thesis is that time boxes um, actually increase complexity and they increase risk. How can that possibly be, Pratik? Pretty much all of Agile, any Agile framework you look at has some notion of a time box. Why would they say that if it actually makes things more complex and more risky? I want to warn everyone, uh, this is going to be one of those where Dan's going to go on a rant and we're just going to sit here and listen to him rant. Uh, um, yeah, it, 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 it's an interesting thing that we've, um, we've carried forward the idea that there needs to be a timeline or a time box from traditional management into Agile. And we believe we became more Agile just by making that time box smaller. Um, that did not get rid of all the issues that the time box had initially, just made those issues uh, smaller at a, sm at a smaller scale. Um, everything that Danny were talking about, uh, risk and complexity, and even the lack of predictability, that's, that's the other thing. People think that time boxes make you predictable. Uh, they, they don't, that they, they absolutely do not ensure predictability. Predictability is assured by a lot of other things that we'll probably get into. Um, so yeah, time boxes in, in general, all they've done is they've taken the large scale time box, at least in Agile, taken the large scale time box, all the risk and complexity that was that was uh, occurring due to it and made it smaller. So now there is smaller risk and complexity. It hasn't necessarily driven those out. Yeah, it's, think think about what happens, though, and we we kind of alluded to this last time, um, but but think about think about what happens, and I, again, we're we're picking on Scrum probably just because everybody knows Scrum, right? Um, but you know, a, a Scrum team is chugging along, uh, they're they're trying to get their work done, but uh oh, the time box expires. We reach the end of the sprint. Think about what happens, right? It's pencils down, heads up, stop whatever you're working you know, working on, we got to do a review. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, hopefully you've you've got that done increment. Hopefully you've met your sprint goal, um, but you probably haven't. Um, but we got to do our review. We got to do our retrospective. We got to, did you want to jump in? I, it's, it's worse. Hopefully the stuff that you were, you were working on, we still think it's valuable. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Right. Yeah. We got so we 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 got to do a review. We got to do a retrospective. We got to do our planning for our next sprint. Um, we got now we got to start making decisions about hey the stuff we're working on at the end of the sprint. Do we still carry that over to the next sprint? Um, how how do we interpret that that signal that quote unquote signal that we didn't get our stuff done last sprint? What do we need to change about that? Um, 
for me anyway, it's quite obvious how all of those things add to complexity rather than take away from complexity. The way to take away the complexity would be to remove the time box and for the work to you know, expand or contract to whatever that, 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 that natural level of, of variation that exists in your process. I think we, I think we said this in the, in one of the previous videos, I don't know, we have, we have to go check, go back and check the tape, but variation is intrinsic. It's intrinsic to what we do, you know? And so the idea that, um, that we're going to drive out complexity by ignoring variation, um, I just don't know how any, I mean, this is going to sound mean, but how any sane person could, could come to that conclusion, right? Yeah, and, and the, the, the other argument that I always hear about, about time boxes is, is it gives you a cadence. It's like this, and, and humans want cadence. <clears throat> talk to any developer that works for a Scrum team, like seriously, like go talk to them. And I, I would say 90% of the developers are like, that just interrupted me. This thing, just I was heads down, natural flow of work. I had gotten three things done. I was on the fourth thing, and all of a sudden, pencils down. I'm interrupted. That arbitrary cadence that we put in place is actually hurting us more than it's helping us, at least when from a developer's perspective. So, for for me as a developer, it was always a weird thing of, I got to stop now, but 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 I was in the middle of that thing. So. It's not just, uh, I know Dan's been talking about this from the perspective of uh, of what the what the process looks like, what the data tells us, but even from a human perspective, it 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 is very um, risk inducing, if you want to call it that, from 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 just a human perspective. So, if if we talk if we talk about the risk perspective because I I want to and I'm I'm going to try not to rant on this one because I I do want to talk about the risk part of this too, um, the the classic argument you hear when you talk about time boxes and risk is, well at the very least we've limited our risk to what we're working on, to the time of the time box right yep. we we're, we're not going to go for more than fourteen days before you know we have review and we talk to our customers and we make sure that we're spending properly or whatever and. That sounds all nice and wonderful, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound great? Until you look at the fact that most, most scrum teams don't hit that time box. Um, and so now you're having to make those decisions about, you know, have we, have we spent, you know, have we spent too much money? Should we continue? You're having to make those, those decisions based on, on um, incomplete work, unverified assumptions, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's worse if you think, because people will always say, well, you know, but you can all, like, as Pratik said before, but you can always deliver before the end of the, you know, end of the time box. In, in which case I would say, if that's your goal and that's what you're doing, what is the time box really buying you then? Why, why, why even have it? Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, because you, you get this other behavior that we talked about last time that people arbitrarily want to fill up the, the you know the rest of that thing rather than saying hey we've we've met our goal let's celebrate that and let's let's move on to the next thing in both of those cases you have actually increased your risk you haven't de-risked anything yeah. you've made it worse yeah and, and i'm i'm sure there are people out there who will come back with and rightfully come back with well 
okay, what what about what if we just run one day sprints? You know, it's like okay, yeah, if that's if, if two weeks is too long, why don't we just run one day sprints? But I I think it's missing the point that we were trying to uh, we've been trying to make. If if that is your argument, uh, we're missing the point that we we're trying to make, which is your process, your work has has a natural uh, cycle time, a natural cycle time distribution. It gets done at natu naturally at different points of time. There's some variability in there. The time box will almost never match that natural cycle time distribution unless the time box is distributed the same way and you magically line it up with every item. And if you magically start lining up your uh, your cadence with every item, well, you're doing one piece flow. That's that, that's essentially what you're doing. So time box then has to be varied. Yeah. Um, it's the classic, you know, trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole problem. I mean, I was just, as, as you were talking and I was ignoring you, I wasn't listening to you. Of course. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to think of, you know, examples in history where trying to control variation in a process by segmented it into time boxes has actually worked. Um, and I, I'll kind of throw that as a, uh, Throw that out as a as a challenge to our uh, to our audience. You know, when 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 has that ever really worked? You know, um, once you recognize that there is natural variation in a process, when has it ever worked to try and control that via some fixed length arbitrary? That's that's the key here: a fixed length arbitrary time box, right? That's when you know. So um, when, yeah, when is when has that uh, ever worked? Um, but, but when when has it worked without? A death march towards the end. Sure. Yep. To make that happen, like without upsetting the natural rhythm of your process. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And any result is just is uh, it can be d discernible from luck, right? I, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So did everybody get all those? <laughs> all those. All those caveats. <laughs> that we that we threw in, in there. And, and it was a full moon night. Yeah. yeah. Rain, rainy Thursday <laughs> yeah. in Lent. Um, <laughs> you know, all of that. So I, I yeah, I mean, I, at the risk of, of repeating myself and going on a rant, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have really, really too much more to, to add. Um, as always, I guess I'd like to give you the, the last word, unless of course I think of something and then I will take yeah. the last word. Yeah, as always, I'll give you the last word and then take it. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's, it, it's, an, it's an interesting uh, conundrum that we are all in because I think a lot of Agile has been based around time boxes. And and we have referred to this multiple times. If you when you're basing things around time boxes, you're really talking about deterministic thinking. This stuff has to be done in this period of time. This goal has to fit this. Um, and our world's not deterministic. Our world's probabilistic, and we need to to understand that, and we need to understand that variation in order to actually take advantage of that variation instead of. Uh, increase the risk and uncertainty because of that variation. I can't improve on that, but I do reserve the right to come back in some later episode and 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 rant about this. But yeah, as always, invitation is there to all of you. What do you think? Do do time boxes help manage complexity? Do time boxes help de-risk uh, projects and product delivery? Um, let let us know what you let us know what you think. Um, 
I guess with that, we just got to we got we got to do the quick Nisha check. Where where is she? Is she? Yep, yep, yep. She, still, she still, She's still where she was. Still there. Okay. Yep, yep. So for for Nisha, excited as always. Uh, for Pratik Singh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode. Good night, everyone. Good night.